Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and welcome into what is likely the second to last episode of the Trade Target video before it becomes something different. So we are in week 10 of the Trade Targets, as well as guys to be trading away in your league before it is a little, little bit too late. I know a lot of people's trade deadlines are either this week or next week. Next week's the latest I've seen it. My leagues all go till next week. So with that said, before we get into this video, me and Tyler are again going to be talking about guys to trade for, as well as guys to trade away and then at the end of the video tyler talks about dynasty and the guys he wants to trade for and trade away in that so before we get into it i'd like to ask that if at any point inside of this video you guys end up enjoying you end up having a great time to please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below because not only is it free i put out that content every single day to help you guys win so let's get into it but before we do tyler do you have anything to say before we get into it yeah you guys have been lighting up the comments section on what we should do starting like soon uh, just kidding. Please comment something. We're, we're slightly lost. It's all right. We're always lost. Lost in the weeds over here. It's a fucking joke. Uh, new edition. Got the flag. Uh, cooking in the background. Um, winners get flags. Losers get the Chargers defense and a uh, drop pass in the end zone to win it. So, um, you know, that's just what it is. I'm a natural born winner too is the greatest of all time. And I'm ready to tell you some guys who should go trade for. Exactly. You know, see, the W has three things. Two is going to have three wins in his first three games. And W has four fingers, baby. You got to cross the middle. You got to eat. Okay, now four and oh, baby. Once we defeat the Bengals, I think, are, are after that. Fuck the Bengals as well. That's actually crazy. The Dolphins play both of the rookie quarterbacks. Oh, no, never mind. We play the Broncos and horse cock through lock. With that said, this has nothing to do with the video. So let's get into <laughs> it. I'll begin with the trade four. I will begin first, and then Tyler will go, and we'll go back-to-back, back, Michael Jordan, 96-97. So, trade four, my first trade four, is Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, L.A. Rams wide receiver. He has a solid end-of-the-season schedule. It's not something amazing, not something to write home about, but it's not terrible where he's playing up against defenses that could potentially clamp down Bobby Trees on a weekly basis. Last time they played, I believe they had a bye last week, week eight versus the Miami Dolphins. And the Dolphins' defense is no joke. Kind of have to rewrite your brain because in the past, the Dolphins defense was some booty cheeks, seven receptions, eight targets, 85 yards, and one touchdown, as well as two rushes for nine rushing yards, one touchdown, 28.4 PPR points, and 24.9 half PPR points for Bobby Trees in that game. That was his best game thus far this season, so it's not something you should expect on a weekly basis, but it seems like the offensive design by Sean McVay is to get Robert Woods touches, whether that's in the receiving game or in the rushing game. He's been rushing in touchdowns this this season at a very weird rate. Like normally you don't expect a wide receiver to rush multiple touchdowns in the season, but Robert Woods has, he's so involved in this offense. Jared Goff is going to have to throw the ball for them to win a lot of these games, considering the defense hasn't looked as good as you would have thought the Rams defense would have looked, especially with Jalen Ramsey, not in my opinion, looking as good as I thought he would be. Uh, Aaron Donald's obviously good, but the thing is that they're going to have to be throwing the ball in a lot of these games, especially when they can't rely on one running back. I think right now the one I'm most comfortable in starting in fantasy is Darrell Henderson. But again, next week it might be fucking Cam Akers you want to be starting. So I think that Robert Woods is a very safe piece to this offense. I like him much more than Cooper Cup. That's why he's going to be my trade for a guy. And it's a lot easier to trade for guys, in my opinion, when they're coming off the bye so people don't have the insane perception, oh, Bobby Tree scored 28 and a half uh, PPR points last week no they think he scored nothing because he was on a bye week so what do you think about Bobby Trees Mr. Tyler yeah so really really want to key into the uh the closing schedules especially in this video it's like the last time if we do it next week we'll do it as well um I really want to talk about the schedules and what's got upcoming 
and how that's going to benefit these guys that you that you're trading for. You're trying to win ships here, baby. That's all we do here. That's all we do. We win ships. We win ships. Okay. So he's got uh, Seattle off the bye. Fantastic. Uh, Seattle's been terrible in the past. Um, Tampa the next week. It's going to be rough. Um, San Francisco banged up. Arizona going to be a little rough. Arizona's been very very solid with the past. Um, except against Tua. Uh, New England's after that. And then the championship weeks, 15 and 16, which will always be the weeks I key into. He's got the Jets. He's got, he's got out Seattle. Well, Seattle's been terrible against the past. They've been miserable. They have no corners. They traded for a safety and still have no corners. Uh, and then the Jets at home, comfortable week 15. I mean, these guys, these two Rams receivers may win you games. Uh, may win you your way into the championship week uh, just solely based off the fact that they're facing the Jets. Um, I'm very, very excited for it. Uh, I, w- I would say, yeah, Robert Woods is a very, very solid target. And he's been very he's been very good this year. I mean, he has. He's, he's been consistent. Um, he's wide receiver 17. I mean, you drafted him around that range, so you're not disappointed at all. Um, he's put you up a lot of double-digit point games. Um it's it's been it's been very very solid six double digit point games and he had a nine point game thrown in there too so he's been everything you want him to be um chances are you're gonna have to dig him off of a roster that maybe isn't winning that's what you're gonna have to do um if, if they if, if, if it's a winning team i don't really see you getting him away um from that team but you you probably pull him from a losing record team and, and i think he's gonna take you to the chip you just will the schedule's too good for him not to yeah and i also don't put as much praise on the Cardinals defense as maybe you do, but that's, they're pretty, they're decent. I wouldn't say they're, they're great though, but you didn't say that either. So who's your first guy to be trading for, for this week? Yeah. So um, my first guy, I'm, I'm contemplating who I want to talk about first, but you know what, you know what, we're going to go with this guy. All right. So, and I, I don't want this to contradict what we just talked about where it's just like, um, yeah, don't uh, don't trade for guys who just came off a big week. But I feel like I feel like it's just too good. <clears throat> it's too good. Um, yeah. So my next guy is Brandon Cooks. So it kind of contradicts what you just talked about, and I'm sorry about that. That um, you don't pick up guys off of smash weeks. Uh, he's had three straight good weeks, even in between the bye week and against a tough team like Green Bay, he was still able to put up double digits. Um, the back end of the schedule is not fantastic. <clears throat> I will say Cleveland's in there. I'm excited for that. Um, Detroit, who's kind of been semi-good against the pass, but I still I still trust that that's going to be a really good week. Um, the situation is this defense is very bad. This line is very bad, but somehow there's been a rapport now between Brandon Cooks and uh, Deshaun Watson, what I'm very excited about, uh, very happy to see. Uh, after a very, very shitty way to start the season for us. Uh, Brandon Cook's lovers and truthers. So, yeah, I think, I think he's, um, he's on a fast track to have a very successful season. Um, he's got Indy on the schedule. He's got Cincinnati. That's your week 15-16. That's very, very good playoff matchups. Honestly, I'm good with it. This is a very, very exciting team to be attacking. Um, it's not team, a very excited player. Brandon Cooks, I think, is going to win you some leagues. That, that's what we're trying to hunt down here. Um, even though he's going to be a tough buy at wide receiver 28 and very productive the past three weeks, he's going to win you leagues. That's why you go trade for him. Brandon Cooks, number one. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, Cooks has been so fucking good as of recently. 
Uh, I drafted him in a lot of leagues telling people he would be better than Will Fuller. And that was wrong at the beginning of the year. Clearly very wrong. It looked like one of the dumbest takes I've ever made. And then as of recently, he's been very good. Um, I think the only issue with him would be if Deshaun Watson starts slowing down. I don't think that's going to end up happening, though. I think Brandon Cooks has been a con- on a consistent path to stardom for fantasy football. He's been a guy that you just had to play in your lineup on a weekly basis as of the last three, four weeks. I think that Brandon Cooks is going to continue to succeed. I have him in a lot of my leagues. He was a guy that a lot of people cut. So with that said, the perception on him may not be as clear or as clean as maybe they as maybe you perceive it as I personally think Brandon Cooks is a safe option some people may see Brandon Cooks as the guy that maybe he got hot for the last four weeks and maybe they just want to get rid of him because he's riding this hot streak when in reality you can hop in right now continue to ride the hot streak all the way to the playoffs and win your championship with him so you got anything to add on him or you want to move on yeah I'm good Brandon Cooks good pickup good matchups in week 15 16 so go get him Huge facts. Next guy here for me is a tight end. We typically don't talk about tight ends on these videos, but with that said, I figured I found a guy that was coming off a buy or is on the buy right now, and that makes them easier to trade for. Typically, that's something me and Tyler talk about all the time. If you guys watch me and Tyler's How to Turn Around a Shitty Team from the offseason that we made, we talk about things like this as well. On a buy makes him easier to trade for. He's tight end number five on the year in PPR, just like I called for him to be. And that's Hayden Hurst, Baltimore Ravens tight end, or not Baltimore Ravens. I don't know why I said the Atlanta Falcons tight end. It says Baltimore on the sheet because I'm a dumbass. Tight end number seven on the year in half PPR. He averages 10 PPR points per game. Last game, week nine, up against the Denver Broncos, had seven receptions on eight targets, 62 receiving yards, 13.2 PPR points, and 9.7 half PPR points. Now, this season has been one of the worst, in my opinion. For the tight end position, a lot of these guys have gotten hurt. A lot of these guys that you thought may have potentially had top five potential just have completely and utterly shit the bed. Guys like Evan Ingram, guys like Hunter Henry, guys like Tyler Higby, all have been complete and utter misses. So finding a top five guy is very hard thus far this season. So I will go ahead and tell you guys to add Atlanta Falcons tight end Hayden Hurst at this point, because if... If, if, if the Falcons continue on this trend of actually looking like a decent football team passing the ball, Hayden Hurst will continue to light it up. The only concern with Hayden Hurst in your lineup is the first half of the game, this guy sucks complete cock. He does terrible. And then the second half of the game, he just turns the burners on and lights it up. So I think Hayden Hurst is worthy of uh, being a trade target, especially since he's probably cheap because a lot of people don't have high thoughts on a guy named fucking Hayden Hurst. So what do you think about Mr. Hurst? Uh, well, I'll talk about the tight end position first. Um, everyone's been terrible except the one guy at the top. Uh, yes, I'm including Kittle. It's what it is. Um, take it on the chin. Uh, everyone's been very bad. It's been a, kind of a rough go for the tight end position this year. After kind of a, I, w- I would say a spoiled year last year. Well, we, we were kind of spoiled as a community, and there was a lot of actually solid options um, three elite, which is honestly rare for the tight ends. It is. It's rare in the tight end position that you'll have three elite guys that you're like, yeah, I'm never taking them out of my lineup. Well, Marky Mark's been kind of struggling. Uh, Kittle's obviously had injuries. Um, Hayden Hurst, yeah, he's he's been top. He's been top five in PPR. Um, he's just been there for you. So, you know, you just gotta you just gotta roll with him. You, you just you just gotta roll with him. It, it's it's tough because you're probably sitting here like. Well, my lineup's really, really good, right? But I'm just missing that one piece and my tight end looks terrible. And it's like, I, I understand. Who do you trade for? You know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bash Hurst. I, I won't because he's actually been secretly solid, even though you've 
kind of been kicking yourself throughout some of these weeks. Some of these weeks where he puts up two points. Um, yeah. A lot of this is on the backbone of the past four weeks where he's put up 15, 12, 10, 13 points. That's ridiculous. Um, really, really good for you as well. Um, he's obviously got the bye week this week, which is tough because I know a lot of people have Atlanta guys. So um, you move past this bye week. Maybe you have a chance to, to go get him because of it. Um, either way, though, you're probably going to have to prime off a losing record team. And then you look at the schedule. It's it's interesting. Um, he's got Indy in there. Um, the Saints, Chargers, uh, Vegas is in there, and they've, they've given up a lot of points. Um, I don't really know if he's a guy, though, kind of like a Mike Gusecki type, where it's like, is he really a guy where it's like, if you have a good tight end defense, does it really matter? Because he can do a little bit more than like yeah. your normal thought of a tight end would be. Um, you know what? I'm good with it. I think it's a very, very solid pick because outside of outside of Hurst, I mean, who else are you trading for tight end wise? That's actually going to be worth it. I don't really know. I'm not really comfortable going and grabbing guys. I picked up Tyler Higby in a league. Like, I don't know. I, I'm at this point. I'm just saying I'm hoping something works out. Gerald Leverett goes down. Maybe Cup goes down. It's like I can roll with Higby like that. That's what I'm hoping for right now. The tight end position, maybe just go get a guy that's actually been pretty good, pretty consistent. Hayden Hurst is that guy. Yeah, exactly. And plus, if you want to get another tight end, if you want to get a guy like Kelsey, like Waller, you have to throw the fucking brick yeah. at the goddamn wall or this kitchen sink at the wall just to get him. And a guy like Mark Andrews, who's a guy that I really like, uh, he would have been on this list. But my God, can you I don't I mean, he's on your fucking wall, but I can't trust him at this point zero percent chance that you can trust mark andrews with the way that lamar jackson has been playing so he's on the wall shout out to mark andrews though i love him so one all right so who is your going to be your trade for guy since we're done pretty much talking about hayden hurst yeah so um by the way good pick good good hunt a tight end we're finally working tight ends into this well what week 10 exactly. um, so my guy's been a guy who's been very unpredictable and kind of banged up um a good bit of the season he's only played really four whole games uh he's played five um if you kind of look at his stats you're like yeah he played five good games um but he's really only played a snap share over 70 percent in four of them um over 75 percent and remember he got hurt uh in week six it's miles sanders um missed the past two games had a bye week he's uh questionable for this week here in week 10 um but it's a really, really solid schedule for the rest of the way. I think most of these um, East teams, the uh, NFC East, have pretty good schedules. Uh, Miles Sanders, no different. And I think he could be a league winner. Uh, if you go trade for this guy, he's going to provide you value. Um, week 15, he faces the Cardinals. <clears throat> smash, smash. Week 16, he faces Dallas. Please, like, please. If he stays healthy, he's going to win you games. He's got the Colts in there, which is going to kind of be tough. But he's also got Green Bay, and he's got the Giants. He's got Cleveland. He's got Seattle. Like, I, I, this is a really, really solid schedule uh, for Miles Sanders. It could potentially be league-winning. He's looked really solid when he's been out there, just as long as he's out there. When he gets back out there, which I'm really, really hoping will be this week here in uh, week 10, he's going to provide you value. So Miles Sanders – is my first guy and yes he's been banged up but he's still been so good he's, he's been so good he's getting touches um but he's got touchdowns for days he's got three in his five games i know he's been banged up and i'm i'm assuming if you're trading for him you're trading for him from the guy who's been very angry at the fact that he hasn't been able to play with him he has been able to put him in his lineup it's been tough sledding for him and he probably doesn't have too many wins so go steal miles sanders off that roster 
and get yourself a championship here. Yeah, especially since the thought maybe that he may actually miss this week as well might even be easier to buy him right now, especially right now, like when you guys are watching this video on Wednesday, when it's more unknown if these guys suit up like closer to Friday, then you kind of have a better feel like how did they practice this, that, and the other thing to determine it. So send these trades off for Miles Sanders right now before it's a little too late because if it seems like he's going to suit up on Sunday, it may be a little bit harder for these guys to go ahead and get rid of him. We've seen Boston Scott perform in this role. We've seen Miles Sanders perform in this role thus far this season the guy looked absolutely electric I don't even remember who he was playing but he was playing some team who had a really good run defense and absolutely fucking eviscerated them like week five of the season Miles Sanders has been very good thus far and while this Eagles offense isn't necessarily amazing and the offensive line isn't necessarily amazing Miles Sanders can do well in this system so I like Miles Sanders a lot he was actually a guy I was considering to put on my list but I knew Tyler was probably going to talk about him since he loves Miles Sanders so I let him have him so with that said my next guy here is another running back that has been injured that I don't actually like this guy but it proves to me that just because I don't like the guy just because I don't think he's that great of a player doesn't mean he's not and that is Raheem Mostert San Francisco 49ers running back now this guy lives in that blue injury tent this motherfucker gets hurt all the time but frankly He's a beast. He really is. When he's healthy, this motherfucker runs so fast up the sideline. It's crazy. He's like Lightning McQueen out there. Kachow. Averaging 17.1 PPR points per game. Averaging 15.7 half PPR points per game. And the man's been missing since week six. But he is likely to make his triumphant return this week for the San Francisco 49ers. And while the Niners offense looks like absolute dick cheese without... Mr. Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle. Raheem Mostert doesn't care about that because the 49ers offense is very good at one thing, and that is running the goddamn ball. You just have to simply hand it to Raheem Mostert and hope the guy doesn't die every single time you hand it off to him. And if he does not end up dying, he'll be very much worth the price you are going to be paying for a running back who has top five potential on a weekly basis on one of the best run systems in the NFL in the San Francisco 49ers, especially since it seems like when he's in the lineup, They've no longer went with the running back by committee type of system that we've known uh, with Shanahan. It's going to be straight up Raheem Mostert getting a majority of the targets and then uh, McKinnon sitting on the bench like a cuck watching them play. So what do you think about Mr. Raheem Mostert? Yeah, as well, I'll give you a perfect example on why I love this pick. Um, I was in a league. I, well, no, I'm still in it. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't I was go in a league. league. Um, I once was in a league, you know, uh, I had him in there and it was a team that I wanted to win now with. And a guy wanted me to throw him in as a sweetener and I was going to do it. I looked at the schedule. I was like, no, no way in hell because week 15, he faces Dallas and he's going to win you chance. He's going to win you ways to the ship. And after that, he faces the Cardinals. I mean, come on, I mean, come on, come on. Like that's, that's like, that's gorgeous. That's, that's championship winning. This is what you need to be looking at. Baby, when you're making deals, you're making wheels and deals. You got to go look at the schedule. You got to look at what you're facing. That's fantastic. That's a schedule with one of the best of them. It's it's absolutely electric. I, I'm not going to bring up Cleveland this week. I think that's the only schedule that's probably even better. Um, gosh, Giants and Jets. Oh my gosh, I'm just I'm just getting you know I'm just getting all hot and bothered just thinking about it. Um, it's an electric schedule. But yes, Raheem Mostert, just the same. Dallas and Arizona, fantastic. Smash weeks, Jimmy G's has been Jimmy bad. Um, and they've got injuries for days, but with Mostert coming back, the run game may return to normalcy. I like the pick. 
Yeah, I completely agree. So before we get into the trade away real quick, I want to mention one name. That's Austin Eckler. Uh, he's not on the list because I have zero confidence that this motherfucker will return. Um, I, I think he's a really good player. And I think if he does return, he'll be very useful in this Chargers offense. But right now, there's no clear timetable. I know Danny absolutely leaked it to us. You know, Austin Eckler said on his live stream, week 13 return. Will it happen? I don't know. I have him on all my teams. He's been riding the IR. I need him to come back, but I don't know if he will. Why would they bring him back when they have no chance of making the playoffs after the Miami Dolphins shit stomp him this week? So I don't know what they uh, what what's going to happen there. That's why he's not on this list. But if he was to return and you could get him for something very cheap, if you're a team that's like absolutely destroying and then he could be your flex option, then go ahead and do it. But again, um, my feel on him is if I had him, I probably wouldn't move him. But if I had to trade for him and someone wanted something crazy, I wouldn't even try to trade for him for that. So with that said, now to the trade away section, we'll begin with Tyler. Who is your first trade away? What? I'm so honored. Well, do you want to just go ahead and just dog the first guy who we both have on our list? Yeah, me and Tyler both have the same guy on our list, and that is running back Jonathan Taylor, Indianapolis Colts running back. You can go first. Yeah. Okay. So number one, what I'll attack. His buddy's never he, – he, he's seen over a 60% snap share one time, and it was a 68% snap. He's never seen even in the 70s. So you want to talk about committee, that's committee. That, that is hard committee. And by the way, that was week two. That was week two when that happened. The past two weeks, 33% against – by the way, bad team in Detroit, bad rush defense in Detroit, and 31% last week. I mean – He's not even on the field. Like, he's not even on the field. Like, how do you play this guy now? Like, I, I don't even – I can't even comprehend it. And it's like, he's not on the field. Sure, he's, he's got he's got touchdowns, which has been kind of carrying this season. He's got four. But, like, he's just not even out there. Like, how can I depend on a guy who, who literally isn't even running out there? <laughs> yeah, People, no. yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> what I was going to say was that he even has like one of the easiest upcoming schedules of all running backs, but I still don't trust him. Apparently he's been banged up the last two weeks, which is kind of a narrative that I'm not sure if I even believe if I'm being honest with you, it just seems like they don't want to use him now. Maybe they see big things of Jonathan Taylor's future. And they're like, you know what our team right now, unless we are in the playoffs, we're not going to just fucking use all of Jonathan Taylor for the season to risk him getting injured. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Cause I have no idea what they're thinking because Jonathan Taylor is so much better than Wilkins so much better than Naheem Hines in both assets of the game. In my opinion, both receiving as well as rushing. And for some reason they're just not using him. Yeah. And it it, you talked sense. about it. Sorry. You talk, I mean, you talked about it. The closing schedule is fantastic. He's Houston twice. It's Vegas. Like this is fantastic. Like it's so good. If you have week 17 playoffs, which hopefully you don't like, don't be that guy. Uh, but they've got Jacksonville week 17. Like this is so, it's so good, but I'm almost like, you know, there's always like those stats, like what, who was on the most championship winning rosters. Well, I'll tell you, he's going to be on the most championship losing because if you do ride with Jonathan Taylor and you do like, yeah, yeah, he's been very, very solid through these, through this easy schedule. And yeah, he's, he's putting up, you know, 10 plus points. Great. Cause week 16, he's going against Pittsburgh and he really hasn't done anything against the very, very tough run defenses. So yeah. best of luck with that, but he's going to lose you championships. He's going to, and you're going to hate him and you will forever hate Jonathan Taylor and you won't ever draft him again. So to like stop that shit from happening, just move him off your team now. Big sell. I'm glad we both agreed on that. Get him out of there. 
Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, he's he's only averaging 12.7 PPR points per game, only averaging 11.4 half PPR points per game. He's just not getting the ball. That's all it is. It's really, if he was to get the touches, I'd believe in him, but he just frankly has not. And the thing is, you may actually be able to trade him away if you can convince the other guy that the schedule is so good, or if the other guy, you know, maybe he's smart. He actually looks at the fucking schedule of the guy he's trading for and then sees, oh, these soft serve matchups. Let me get Jonathan Taylor, because I will tell you, it's going to be very hard if you have Jonathan Taylor on your team not to start him with these matchups coming up, because especially with how undeep the running back position is, it's very hard to bench a guy like Jonathan Taylor with so much talent. But at the end of the day, if you can sell him really for anything, I'm just hopping straight off the train it's kind of a scenario where i really like a guy but there if i hold on to him for too long i'm going to completely screw myself over so my next guy here since we both talked about jt is dj Moore, one of my guys as well one of the guys that i love carolina panthers wide receivers but he's frankly just not the number one target that he was last season he's not even the number two at this point curtis samuel has straight up cucked him so there's nothing you can do about it, really. He's only averaging 13 PPR points, averaging 11.1 half PPR points. I saw a bunch of stats where he actually has played very well with when he's getting the ball. But the thing is, he just has not been getting the ball. He has not been startable the last two weeks, even though you probably played him because of the good matchups. I am advising people to play him this week, and I don't even feel comfortable in it. I have to play him in leagues. You want to know why? Because he has the upside of being a top 20 wide receiver on a weekly basis, but he frankly just has not been it with Curtis Samuel being on fire like he is. If people will buy off of the name value of DJ Moore, what he did last season, I am hopping directly off the ship into the goddamn ocean. So, what do you think about Mr. DJ Moore? Hasn't he been something? Hasn't he? Has he just been highly unpre- like unpredictable and you just kind of yeah. just hated having him? I don't know. I didn't really have too many DJ Moore stonks. Uh, I wasn't really bought into, um, this whole kind of team situation, I would say. Um, I didn't really get him in too many leagues. I kind of drafted him a few mocks, but I think I forgot to ever grab him in like one of my leagues. So it's been interesting. I'll say that. Um, top, I mean, he's, he's the wide receiver 20. So it's like, what are you getting out of him? You sure as hell didn't get a top 10 wide receiver like you drafted him for. Yeah. Uh, he's on the field. His snap shares there. Um, overall targets have, most of the time been there. He had two last week. Sorry about that. If you played him uh, against Kansas city, especially in a high scoring game, you're probably pissed, but that's the thing with DJ Moore. You're just going to be mad playing him. Like it's, it's what it is. And then, you know, the playoff schedule is actually kind of brutal. He's got green Bay who's, you know, you're, he's going to get locked down um, because if that team does one thing well, defensively, it's, it's cover the pass. And then they've got Washington who's actually been sneaky good as well. Um, especially when covering the pass and getting after the quarterback. That's, that's actually where they're probably most productive in saving the passing game is because of how they get after the quarterback. So DJ Moore is going to consistently hurt you. He's hurting your feelings. Move him off your team. Um, I think it could be in a, a situation because he's got a few good games coming up schedule-wise. I think it's the same situation, uh, sort of similar to Jonathan Taylor, where you just kind of convince uh, someone, hey, Look at the schedule. Isn't it good? Like kind of reverse it. Use what we've been telling you uh, against the people um, that you're trading with, because it could be a solid tool because DJ Moore, I don't know, will ever, at least not this season, get back to what he was or what he was projected to be last season. Um, it's a very, very solid pick on your end there. Yeah, I'm still going to keep playing him in my leagues because no one seems to want him. But I mean, 
it's just a tough situation when you really see a guy with as much talent as DJ Moore, and he's just not getting the ball. And even Robbie Anderson hasn't been getting the ball as much recently. So it seems like Curtis Samuel is just the number one guy there, which just makes zero sense. But I digress. We won't talk more about DJ Moore. Go ahead and get him the fuck off your team. So who's your next guy to be selling here? Slash guys, actually, because Tyler always does this. Puts multiple do. guys on here. We always do. We, we love getting lots of guys involved. Um, Winky face. Geez. Yeah. Uh, so... It's Seattle backfield. Uh, yeah, we got like a new backfield every single week. It's what it is. This is what you sign up for when you come on to the show. When you log John on, Hancock. click the video. Yeah, you clearly click. You clearly click subscribe because you're not a loser. Unless you're a loser, then you're not subscribed. You don't have the bell yeah. icon on to get notifications. Fucking loser. Um, yeah, so Seattle backfield. DJ Dallas, 22-point week and then 11-point week. He's been interesting, I would say. An interesting play. Chris Carson's is you know, questionable again, probably will come back. Um, how productive will it be? Not sure. Is it a tough schedule? It is Washington week 15. Again, very, very solid front seven. Uh, he's got the Ram, uh, the Raiders Rams Rams on there. I'm an idiot. Um, Rams after, uh, in week 16 could be interesting. Um, but some teams have struggled to get the run game going against them. Uh, it's kind of an up and down schedule, uh, for Seattle. Uh, and I think there's a lot, there's almost too many options back there right now. Um, I think uh, Carson getting hurt kind of hurt them, uh, which which is tough. So now DJ Dallas is a role. Um, Rashad Penny doesn't because that guy's an absolute loser. But there's a few guys, Travis Homer at, at times as well. Um, I don't know what, what Pete Carroll's plan is. If, if Carson comes back and he's the workhorse in the bell, um, I guess that's on me. Uh, but right now, I think with DJ Dallas and kind of how he's been sort of productive and they drafted him fairly high, um, kind of to surprise, it's kind of surprised me. I didn't think he'd go that high. Uh, he's just a guy that I think is just going to cause problems for Carson yeah. um, throughout the rest of the season. And this is going to be a backfield that once again, we're not going to be all that interested in, in handling. And with Carson coming back from injury uh, and still being questionable this week, I don't even know if he goes this week. Do you really want to keep playing with this backfield? Um, I would say sell, sell Seattle, um, sell your DJ Dallas stonks uh, while you can. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of disagree. I like Chris Carson, but again, it's just a, been a struggle with these injuries. Like it feels like he's going to come back. Then he returns. Then he plays one game. Then he's hurt again. So I don't know. I mean, I like Chris Carson. I think he's a top 12 back when he returns. But the real question is, when does he return? And is it worth holding him onto your team? Like, if you're, for instance, you're like two games out of the playoffs, you need to win right the fuck now. You don't want Chris Carson on your team because he may miss this game this week. And that would not surprise me at all, in my opinion, if DJ Dallas was to suit up and be the running back uh, for the team. And he's looked good when he was the guy, but he won't, frankly, not be involved either at all if Chris Carson plays. I mean, if Chris Carson misses more games, when the fuck do they call up Marshawn Lynch? And does Marshawn Lynch show up and fucking start Jeez. playing again? <clears throat> Just being honest, happens every single year. So I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you and I disagree at the exact same time because I think if Carson is to be healthy, then you want him and I wouldn't want to trade him away. But if he misses another game and you're in a shit situation, you may just want to get rid of him. So my final or I have two, yeah, my final guy to be trading away. Then we're going to be getting into Tyler's dynasty picks. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you guys hit the subscribe button if you're not a loser, like Tyler said. So my trade away guy, people love this guy. Young Madden curse, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens quarterback. 
Quarterback 11 on the year. That sounds really good, actually, if you drafted him in the 15th round like you did a couple years ago. But not for the guy you drafted in the first or second round if you have a hole in your fucking head and drafted a quarterback early. Quarterback 11 on the year. Week 9 up against the Indianapolis Colts. He only had 23 passing attempts, 170 passing yards, zero passing tutties, 13 rushes, 58 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, and 18.6 points. That's in passing t- four-point per passing touchdown and six-point per passing touchdown. Why is that? Because he didn't throw a single fucking touchdown. This guy has not been good at all this season. He looks washed up. He looks like a guy who you would not want to be paying if you were the Dallas Cowboys, but that's obviously Dak Prescott. I don't know what ball, what uh, Lamar Jackson is going to be paid when he has to get paid because is he even worth the big bucks? I don't think so. With that said, Lamar Jackson has played like shit this season. He cannot play good against teams that have any semblance of skill on offense or defense. He frankly fucking sucks in those games. If he gets from behind, he sucks. He can only win games from missionary position and they have not been in that position many times thus far this season. So Lamar Jackson has not looked good this season. I frankly do not see a comeback for him. Sure. He'll probably finish as quarterback eight, right? But the value you got in Lamar Jackson in a trade to trade him away from the name value is much higher, in my opinion, than what he returned for you. If you can package Lamar Jackson and someone else to get a guy like Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, or maybe you just ship him off and you have another quarterback, because at this point, I'd rather throw two out there uh, in a lot of scenarios with the piece you could get back than play Lamar Jackson. That's just how yeah. I feel about it. A guy off the waiver wire, if you can trade Lamar Jackson and you can pick up a guy on the waiver wire that you think is top 12 potential, then I would much rather get the other piece, throw him into my offense, and play another quarterback off the waiver wire. Even guys like Horsecock Drew Locke can put up good games, and Lamar Jackson has frankly been down in the dumpster. So I'm going to be honest, I was never on the Lamar Jackson train. I thought Pat Mahomes would be the better quarterback on the year. Frankly, who gave a fuck about that? Because Kyler and Russell Wilson are just the best quarterbacks on earth right now uh, for fantasy football. So go ahead and trade away Lamar Jackson at this point. It's just not worth the hassle of holding him. And you're going to have to play him every single week. And in a lot of games, he just won't perform up to your liking. Plus, you can get a good player based off of his name value. Being the best quarterback from last season, uh, fantasy-wise, in the NFL is probably Pat Mahomes. So what do you think about trading away Mr. Lamar Jackson? Yeah, well, I'm mad that you drafted him. Uh, you weren't watching the channel when uh, when, when you were making your drafts. Um, so that's on you. should have gotten here earlier. You would have learned not to be a dumbass. That's okay, though. Okay, breathe. In and out, because honestly, this back end of the schedule is so nice. I mean, we talked about it. We're like, listen, he's going to be good in situations where he's winning. And he's going to be winning a lot of these games. All right. So let me go ahead and shoot you out of the schedule. Uh, He's got New England this upcoming week. I guarantee they're going to lose. It's just what it is. Tennessee, going to lose. Pittsburgh, going to lose. Or maybe they don't. I I think they'll go one and two in those games. Um, Yeah. And after that, I mean, after those, like, the next three weeks are going to kill you. I'm sorry. It's what it is. But after that, I mean, you got week 13, Dallas. Week 14, Cleveland. Another team with no corners because they're all injured. You got week 15, Jacksonville. Another team with no corners. Week 16, the Giants at home. Like, I can't I can't move off of them. I can't. Like, that's the thing. If you've stuck it out this long, you might as well keep sticking it out. The next three weeks, going to murder you. They're going to kill you. You're going to hate your life. But after that, I mean, this guy is going to make one of like 30 points in all those games. Like, it's just what it is. 
I don't know if I can bounce off of him. It's just tough. That back end of the schedule is so good. I know, but the, the thing is, he just hasn't looked like the same guy this season. He just really has not to me. And I just don't trust him, frankly. I mean, unless he's going to run for 150 yards against the fucking Browns, I don't know if he even does anything. Because his passing, he just hasn't looked good in the pocket at all. So I don't know. I mean, I understand your reasoning. Sure. If you can, if you have another quarterback, you could play in some of these games like against the Steelers, he's not going to do anything. And I can assure you that week, whatever that is, 11, 26, he's going to do nothing for your team three weeks from now, because he's going to get bent over by the Steelers defense again and play like shit, but go ahead. If you want to keep him, I understand that. But in my opinion, I'd rather just hop off the train. If you can get a piece that's obviously worthy. Cause again, these guys that you're trading away, they're only worth trading away if you can get someone that, in your opinion, is worthy of trading away. So you're not going to trade away Lamar Jackson for some fucking garbage quarterback. You're going to have to do it to get someone good in return. So I understand Tyler's reasoning. I'm still kind of on the train of getting rid of him. So Tyler, onto Tyler's dynasty section of the video. Dynasty with Tyler. But a wow, I got my own catch catchphrase and song. Own intro. That's great. A little little intro there. So my number one guy's KJ Hamler uh, for the sell portion. Uh, listen, this team's got too many options. That's the issue. It's not that KJ Hamlet's bad. Well, I wasn't high on him uh, coming out. Uh, I still am not. This team is like without tight ends. They're without wide receivers. They've got so many weapons that I don't know if I can believe in KJ Hamler being a legitimate guy for the long term. He's had back-to-back really, really good weeks. Uh, don't know if you noticed, but he's really only out there when he's A, healthy, and B, uh, there's a lot of other guys injured and he gets field opportunity. Is he good in those situations? I'd say so. Uh, after a 10 point week last week, puts up a 15 against Atlanta. When this team has healthy options, KJ Hamler is not the move. He's simply not. Um, there's too many mouths to feed in this offense. And I don't really think Drew Locke's all that elite anyways. So I don't know if he can even feed the ones that he has to KJ Hamler is kind of a sell right now. It's just what it is. Um, situationally there's just too many options endeavor uh, you're you're trying to fight through Cortland Sutton Jerry Judy Noah Fant uh Albert O uh <laughs> even the running backs Lindsey and, and Gordon can both pass catch I mean if you're trying to fight through that many guys and, and let's not even forget Deshaun Hamilton I mean there's too many mouths in this offense to feed yeah and KJ Hamler will not be a uh a guy that's going to get a lot of volume so I'm not really uh backing him right now yeah, I mean, I was never on the KJ Hamler train, and especially what happens next year when Sutton's back, right? What happens then? He's going to be yeah. useless. Judy is there. Um, likely still going to be Drew Locke, which, I mean, maybe they draft a quarterback, right? But how bad would they have to be to get a quarterback? You kind of need like a top eight pick maybe because maybe all three of the big quarterbacks go in the first eight picks, right? That's entirely possible, yeah. at least in my mind. So I don't know. And can they get rid of Drew Locke? Because Drew Locke has shown enough promise to be worthy of being the guy for at least another year. So I don't know how it's going to work there. But what I do know is that KJ Hamler is fucking overrated. I think he went to Penn State. So fuck him and fuck Penn State. So KJ Hamler, he's a bum. I don't think he, well, he's, he's pretty fucking fast. But that's about all he does. He's like McCall yeah. Hardman. Kind of a guy like that where you just throw him in your lineup and you pray to the fantasy lords that he gets two balls thrown to him and can somehow score 100 yards on a touchdown. But I don't believe in K.J. Hamler. I don't like this Broncos uh, feel, especially for the future, if Cortland Sutton returns next year, which he should. So go ahead and get rid of K.J. Hamler, especially with what Tyler said before. So, Tyler, who is going to be your dynasty? Bye, unless you want to talk more about Mr. Hamler. Nick, Nick does not like green eggs and Hamler. Um, <laughs> wow, how no, to. 
Uh, I'm a child. Um, yeah, my 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 uh, words, my bias is going to be Antonio Gibson. Settle down. You're losing your shit. We're we're both we're both out of it. Jesus, we don't record in the afternoons. This is this is such a throw off for me. Um, um, almost the nighttime. Dance with my dogs uh, in the nighttime, as they say. Jeez, mm. running through the city. Uh, so yeah, this guy's had five touchdowns through this year. Five rushing touchdowns. It's been fantastic. Antonio Gibson. Um, yeah, he's, he's capitalized off of some weaker schedule and I know he has people ahead of him. Listen, I do listen, sweetheart. I know, I know he's got people. I know he's got McKissick. Sweetheart. Barber exists sometimes. I don't really think, I, I like to think he doesn't, but McKissick is involved and McKissick, uh, is out on the field when the team doesn't want to move the ball, just what it is. <clears throat> Antonio Gibson's clearly been the best option. He's put up very, very solid fantasy weeks. Um, yeah, he's a buy. He's a buy long term. I don't think he'll ever be a workhorse, but I don't really think he's one of the guys that needs a workhorse role to be productive. He looks really, really good so far, and I think he's going to keep it up. What are you doing? You're losing your shit over there. Anyways, he's got some solid matchups coming up, uh, and even in the fantasy playoffs, Seattle and Carolina, not terrible. Um, is he your guy that's going to win you at all now? Maybe not, um, but long term, I think he's going to be very solid for you. Uh, even through the uh, committee situation, he still finds ways to be the best guy in the committee. He's very, very good. Antonio Gibson, my dynasty buy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, I don't understand how J.D. McKisson titties literally had eight. I think it was 18 targets last week or 16. Something fucking outrageous. Like most wide receivers don't even get 10 plus targets a game. And J.D. McKissick did. Now, obviously, we're talking about dynasty. So Antonio Gibson is the dynasty guy. In redraft, I actually am a bit nervous on Antonio Gibson. I am going to continue to play him. But I think with Alex Smith starting as quarterback, I actually feel more comfortable flying out J.D. McKissick. But again, nowhere near the talent as Antonio Gibson for the future. Antonio Gibson is the guy for the Washington football team. And hopefully next year when they have a real quarterback, because they're obviously getting rid of Dwayne trash can trash can hashkins for some reason apparently it's a character issue i don't know but i mean i think antonio gibson will be fine whether it's trey lance could be um what's his name could be lawrence could be anyone really could be me put me in coach i'm ready to play mr riverboat ron and i will throw the ball to antonio gibson because for some reason the team just has decided not to thus far this season but again this is for dynasty you're thinking long term and if Something was to happen to McKissick or magically Ron Rivera realized that Antonio Gibson is a far superior player to JD McKissick, which he should be able to figure out. Then Antonio Gibson, he's still worthy of a start this year. Just not a guy that I think has like running back one potential for this year, but he definitely does for the future. So do you have anything to add here? Or should we skedaddle out of here? Nada. I'm, I'm riding high. We're good. Nada. And breaking news for you guys, even though it has nothing to do with this video, Christian McCaffrey will not be playing on Sunday. Will he return this season? Adam Schefter does not know. So go ahead and trade for Mike Davis before everyone else figures it out. Cause this video will be dropping in like 20 minutes from now. So you guys will already have uh, gotten some breaking news breaking 20 minutes later. So thank you guys all for watching. I really do appreciate it. Make sure you guys check out Tyler at Tyler Moss NFL on Twitter, the sporter site on red tube as well. Tyler Moss NFL on there. So have a great rest of your guys day. I love you all. Notorious FNTSY on Twitter. See you beautiful bastards tomorrow uh, with some more bangers. As always, stay safe. See you guys with Tyler on Thursday or Sunday on the live stream. Maybe he'll be there Thursday. He's definitely going to be there Sunday. Have a great rest of your guys' day. Mwah.